Hi, this is Terry Schull from Placidas, New Mexico, and you're listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Hello, hockey fans from around the world. I am Richard Cote, the producer of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. It is the second line edition of the podcast, and you know what that means. No, it's not that I saw the sign. It means I am joined by the publisher of ProHockeyNews.com, Lou Lafredo. Lou, how are things in New Mexico? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We had 70-degree weather last week, and we are now looking at one to three inches by um, tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New Mexico. <laughs> you know, it just passed through here. We're just handing it off to you. We oh, got I think, like three to five inches that, that came down. Here in the Denver area, it is still below freezing, but uh, we hope okay. to be near 70 by the weekend. It's, it's 54 now, <laughs> and it's dropping to 22 tonight. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, anyway, that's that's me. So back All to right. you. It also means we are joined by our favorite snarky Canadian that we can actually see this week, Jacob Doherty. Jacob, how are you? I'm on camera, and I regret it already. <laughs> Feel a little uncomfortable? <laughs> nah, fine. <laughs> but you guys talking in a weird uh, temperature, it's just, I don't understand it. But um, I it, open up minus, Google. Minus six here. Yeah, for uh, for me, it's minus 11. And I'm also having, we also have a bit of snow, so. How many centimeters? Great question. I don't, we don't even keep track of it. It's just like a Trace. good amount always. It's just, <laughs> it's consistent. Until it very much isn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, speaking of uh, temperatures, I'm going to get away from the cold temperatures and get a little bit warmer. Um, In a couple of weeks, I will be making a trip to the 50th state. 50th? Yes. Uh, The the Aloha state, Hawaii. Um, But that is where my rant begins this week because I am having issues trying to submit my vaccination card to Hawaii to get an exemption for the five-day quarantine that I would need if I were not vaccinated. Uh, Everybody that we're going with, everybody we're traveling with, they have all submitted under the same uh, website. You know, they've submitted the same form. Everybody got cleared. I have not. There is a major hiccup. I mean, really, all it's going to do is going to create another step where I just need to bring that proof with me to say, yes, I have been vaccinated. No, I do not need to quarantine. It's not going to be a big deal, but it's just that much easier if you have it on your phone so they can scan it. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just that that small little hurdle that, that, that I need to clear that I just can't quite clear. But otherwise, it's going to be a fantastic trip. All right, so thinking warm thoughts uh, to a place that's probably not so warm right now. Let's take a look at the UK and Bangers and Mash. Lou, what do we have going on? Uh, I, I thought we were near the end of the season there. Um, we, we're getting close. Um, you know, I was going to go off to the uh, the National League uh, in the UK, but I decided to uh, do a, a redo on... Um, uh, the EIHL because it's gotten very interesting uh, over the la- since the last time we met. Uh, last time we were together, uh, Sheffield Steelers were holding down the top spot in the EIHL. 
Uh, lo and behold, they're not doing that anymore. Uh, through 40 games, they have 64 points, and they are in second place because the Belfast Giants overtook them uh, by uh, uh, two points, but uh, uh, the Steelers do have a game in hand. So it's the Belfast Giants at the top spot, Sheffield Steelers in the, in the second, and the Cardiff Devils are, are holding down the third position. Now, the, the reason those three are important is they, those three are, have already punched their ticket through to the postseason. Um, what's interesting is that um, uh, the Nottingham Panthers are holding down the fourth spot, um, but two teams are really chasing them right now. And that is uh, one of them is the Coventry Blaze, which is really not too much of a surprise. They have a number of games in hand. Well, Coventry has five games in hand on, on Nottingham, but the sixth spot of all things, the Dundee Stars out of out of Wales, uh, Dundee, Scotland, uh, are holding down the sixth spot with uh, also with thirty seven points and four games in hand. So, with a little bit of help and and you know doing something with those four games, uh, the Dundee has won actually four games in a row. This is a team that has been historically. Um, a, um, out of the uh, out of the playoff running uh, um, over the years, uh, but the, this four game run has put them into a position of playing either a spoiler or actually making it into the into the postseason this year. So once again, we've got the Giants, Steelers, uh, Devils, and uh, the Panthers holding down at least for now the fourth spot in EIHL. So that's bangers and mash. Uh, Richard, back to you. So let uh, listeners, yeah. let's cast our minds back a couple of weeks when we made our picks and, and we'll probably get further into this explanation uh, mm-hmm. when we get to the picks and we get a recap of last week. I, I believe we had thrown in an extra pick Belfast versus Cardiff. Right. Is that game in, uh, in jeopardy or are we going to have no, to no, repick no. that? Okay. No, 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 no. That, that is, that is the challenge cup. Um, so this is the in-season silverware hand, uh, competition. Gotcha. Uh, that's that's a different one. So that's what I um, I think this is kind of cool. You know, you can. It's really only doable in a in a small league. You know, it's uh, the EIHL is a is a ten team league, um, but it 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 generates an awful lot of interest um, in the middle of the season. And there are three opportunities over the course of every season for a team to collect a trophy of some kind. Um, And it's a rare event for a team to hit for the triple. Okay. Well, I think the Steelers were the last ones to do it a number of years ago. I, I'm still I'm still confused. I'm getting better, but I'm still a little confused about oh, what goes on over there. So this is almost as bad as cricket sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been my opening rant. <laughs> Emily and I watched cr- like a cricket match, well, part of a cricket match uh, the the other night on ESPN Plus. Yes, we we stayed up late the other weekend. I think it was uh, oh I can't remember who who was playing against. It was. It was wild. It was just, it was wild. I, I did not understand what was going on, uh, but it was, it was fun to watch. I, 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 I don't understand it, but. I love watching the highlights. Um, um, of all things, Lonnie has a much better grasp of it 
than than I do. I just enjoy watching it. I have a, a vague idea as to how points are scored. I know that a six is essentially a, what we would classify as a home run you know, into the bleachers. Um, but I, I love it. I absolutely I enjoy every bit of highlight that I that I've seen. Yeah, it was uh, Sri Lanka and. I want to say India. I'll bet. I'll bet. It's probably the Indian Premier League. Yeah, it was It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So it, listeners, if you have a chance to watch some cricket and you have never watched it before, take that opportunity because it is, is a treat, even if it's just for like five minutes. Um, all right. So coming back here to the North American continent where cricket is rarely played. Uh, let's take a look at the AHL. Uh, let's take a look at the standings real quick as we, uh, go through this, um, taking a look at the, uh, the North, sorry, the Atlantic division, uh, we going by points percentage, because that's how we do things these days, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, we have the Providence Bruins in the number one spot, the Springfield Thunderbirds in the number two spot, the Hartford Wolfpack in the number three spot and the Charlotte Checkers in that number four spot in the North division, the Utica Comets are holding down that number one spot in the number two spot, the Laval Rockets in the number three spot, the Toronto Marlies and poking into the top four are the Belleville senators. We might be talking about them here in just a moment. So stay tuned in the central division, the um, Chicago wolves, uh, no shock at the top of that division, Oh, you know what? Maybe this is a bad time to mention that this podcast is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store. Head over to chicagowolfstore.com, enter in code PHN15 for uh, 15% off your purchase. Uh, yes, that was a shameless plug I just threw in there, but they're still at the top of the division. So let's continue on. In the number two spot, the Manitoba Moose. Uh, in the number three spot, the Milwaukee Admirals. And in the number four spot, the Grand Rapids Griffins. I know Adam's going to listen to this episode and be like, what, what were you doing there? What were you? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to leave it in there. Who cares? Uh, in the Pacific division, the number one spot is taken up by the Stockton heat. The Ontario rain are in the number two spot. The Colorado Eagles starting to climb the ladder a little bit. They're in the number three spot and the Bakersfield condors in the number four spot. And that is all by points percentage. Lou, let's bring you back in for just a second. Uh, you mentioned that the Belleville Senators are a team to kind of watch. Um, they are they're starting to make a little bit of a splash moving into that number four spot in the division, uh, playing a little bit uh, better as of late, 7-2-1-0 and oh in their last 10. What have you taken note of in the last couple of weeks from the Baby Sens? Um, you know what? It's been the scoring has been from across the, uh, across the bench. Um, uh, nothing, no one really stands out. And I, and I realize it's the AHL and, you know, we're, we're not going to see those, those superstars. Uh, they would have moved up already. Uh, but um, they've just had a good basic um, scoring um, contribution from across the bench. Like I said, um, the one thing that's interesting is uh, Michael Delzato um, has ended up with uh, the Belleville Senators. Uh, as a defenseman, he's had 10 goals and 16 assists so far this season um, uh, through, what is it, 25 games played um, uh, for the Sens. I'm really kind of surprised 
um, Delzato has ended up with with the senators. Um, he's had a an on again, off again NHL career. Um, played with the Rangers, the Flyers. Uh, he was out west for a while and just could has not been able to find himself a, a steady spot. So, at the very least, he's found himself a home. I think uh, in Belleville. And as Jacob was saying in the in the in the pregame, uh, I'm sorry, the pre-production part, uh, Ottawa is just suffering injuries up and down the line. I, I can't imagine that Delzato doesn't make it up to the up to Ottawa um, up to the uh, NHL side pretty soon. Um, but nothing stands out, Richard. Um, uh, no one on, on the roster to me stands out as. You know, that's the he's the reason why the team is is doing well. Um, I think it's just been a, a, a solid effort across the board. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, of the AHL and players who are doing well, uh, we do have a few names that are kind of being tossed around, at least in the NHL world, as far as players who could be moving before the NHL deadline. Um, a few of them uh, are for some pretty major players uh, in on their from their NHL partners. Uh, actually, all of them are from their uh, pretty major uh, partners. Yeah. We have uh, you know names from the the Flames organization, the Avalanche, the Rangers, um, Calgary. Um, so I, I kind of want to take a look at a couple of these names and just um, kind of get some. Uh, some bearing from you, Lou, as mm. where they might end up at the, uh, you know, right before the trade deadline or if they may be moving at all. Uh, first one is uh, Joseph Duznik from the uh, Toronto Marlies or the Maple Leafs. Is, is he going anywhere or do you think he's going to be staying with that AHL affiliate? Well, you have Jack Campbell, who's down for a couple of weeks now, um, which is going to put an awful lot of pressure on Peter Morazic. Um, I would suggest, um, he stays with the Marlies. I don't know how much the Toronto, I don't know how much Toronto is going to do this year, um, in terms of trades. I like they can really do much anyways, just for the cap situation at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they've, they've been talking about defense. Um, moving, you know, moving for a making moves for a defenseman, which you know they'd have to give up some. They'd probably consider having to give up some uh, high high end salary, but then who's going to take it? All right, let, let's take yeah. a look at another defenseman uh, for the Stockton Heat or the Calgary Flames organization. Connor McKay. Do you see him staying or going? Um. I think he's. A, I think he stays put as well. I don't see the Flames taking a chance, not on a defenseman. Okay. Um, Alexi Hapanini, uh, Hapanini from the uh, Charlotte Checkers or the Florida Panthers. Is he making a move up to the NHL, or is he going to find a new home, maybe somewhere else? I think he finds a new home. I th the Panthers are set in the, at the down in Sunrise. Uh, um, yeah, I, there's there's probably the first player that I would I would suggest is going to be on the move. I think what you're going to wind up doing is seeing um, 
uh, the Panthers build build off of a trade like that for the future. I, I, I'm I'm not seeing anything that the Panthers or the Checkers would be moving anybody for uh, for the benefit of this year. No, no rentals. Um, they can get more for him as a as a build for the future. Okay, and last name. Mikhail Maletsov or Maletsif, Maletsif, sorry, um, from the Colorado Eagles, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, is he going to be moving up to the parent organization? Is he going to be traded or is he staying put? Position? Uh, he's a forward. Forward. Jeez, you know, that's tough. I mean, um, Colorado, you know, the abs are pretty well set. I don't, you know, they were the first of 40 wins on the season. What are they mm-hmm. got 42 now? You know, they do stub their toe on occasion, but not often. Um, right now, everyone seems healthy. Um, I think he stays put. Okay. You know, I have actually heard uh, good things about him. Yeah. And I, I think he might go. I, I don't know what Colorado would ask for, right. uh, for a guy like him, but. I think he could have some real value uh, in another organization because in Colorado, he hasn't, I'm looking at his game logs and he hasn't played more than 10 minutes in almost every game. Yeah. Like he hasn't had much time in the NHL. So I think he could Hmm. benefit from a different team. Oh, he could, he could for sure. But I, you know, you wonder how jealous, jealously guarded some of these players are. Um, you know, that's that that's where I'm coming from. What I see from him is I see him being part of a, a trade to shore up Colorado's goaltending, which for years I've been saying needs work, needs work. You had Grubauer last year who had a phenomenal season. That was a one-off. Needs work, needs work, needs work. Darcy Kemper is – I'm still not sold on him. He's having He's having a great season for his career, but it's still not what they need – to be able to, you know, push them through to pass the second round of the playoffs. Plus, you know, be, beyond him, they really don't have much else. And to be a, a cup contender, I think you need at least two legitimate goalies. And right now, Colorado maybe has one. So I see yeah. him being part of a trade to shore up that or uh, shore up the defense. They are, Lou, like you said, they are set with forwards. They really have no room for anybody else. So no. that would be my no. take. All right, let's take a look at the ECHL standings. Um, as, as we're going to go back to points percentage, in the North Division, we have the Reading Royals. In the uh, number two spot, the Newfoundland Growlers. In the number three spot, this is Jacob's favorite part, the Toivier Lions. How'd I do? Yes. All right. Uh, and in the number four spot, the Maine Mariners. In the South Division, the Atlanta Gladiators are in the number one spot. In the number two spot, you have the Florida Everblades. The Jacksonville Icemen are in the number three spot. And the Orlando Solar Bears in that number four spot. In the Central Division, the Toledo Walleye continue to uh, stay on top of that division. Uh, The Fort Wayne Comets in the number two spot. The Wheeling Nailers in the number three spot. And the Cincinnati Cyclones. Spoiler alert, we're about to talk about them in the number four spot in the mountain division. You have the Utah Grizzlies in that number one spot, the rapid city rush in the number two spot, the Idaho steelheads in the number three spots and the Tulsa Oilers rounding out your top four. Okay. 
this, this is what this podcast was really made for. We're about to get to a topic that is near and dear to our hearts. Yes, we are going to be talking about jerseys. Yes, it's a minor league team jersey, so you know it's going to be great. Uh, the Cincinnati Cyclones are going to be playing a game as the Cincinnati Conies? Yeah. Woo! You found this. Introduce it. So it's almost certainly tied to uh, Skyline Chili chili dogs um the whole shooting match having lived in ohio for far too long (laughs) (laughs) longer Uh, than you want to admit well you know far too long to the point where you start to think maybe we ought to do skyline chili for dinner tonight oh (laughs) you know five way seven way uh chili but um they are about to um well they have released a um uh, a cartoon version of the jersey, um, the, Cincinnati, the, the Cincinnati Conies. <clears throat> I shared it on uh, PHN Podcast Twitter account. And, and would you like me to pose the question now? Oh, or would, uh, you, would, would you like to do that? In just a second. I, okay. Actually, I think I, I, I may have made an error. I want to clarify with you. Are the Cyclones going to play a game as the Conies or is this jersey just available? I've been assuming they were going to play a game. I hope okay. they do. Just just reading reading their one. yeah, reading their their <laughs> tweet here, they're saying that the jerseys are available, but they're not saying if they're going to be playing as the Conies. I I I made, I made that assumption too. So, uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit saying okay. they're not playing. I'm not going to say that they are playing cuz they may or may not be, but the jersey is okay. available. And yes. it is it is a sweet jersey of a, of a yeah. hot dog playing hockey. I mean, as much as you can picture that, go to their Twitter account, go check it out. And while you're there, go check out the PHN account because we got some good stuff there too. Um, All right. So we will pose the question because I don't think we've asked Jacob this question. And it is a longstanding tradition on this podcast. Jacob is a hot dog, a sandwich. Oh, it's a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) What? So he's he's far too snarky. He keeps this stuff up (laughs) and he's going to go dark. (laughs) This has been a longstanding question on the podcast. And I just realized when Lou brought this up, we had not asked you because we haven't, right? We have not had a record to ask. So your official position is no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Lou, your your stance has been that a hot dog is a sandwich, correct? If it's if it's between a bu- if it's between two halves of a bun, it's a sandwich. <laughs> and so that this is why I copied uh, Cincy um, on this question. I'm hoping that we can generate some sort of. Uh, uh, my take is, and I think I'm the only one, right? Yeah, because I, I side with Jacob on this. A, a hot dog is a hot dog. It is not a sandwich. But a quick Google search, and I, I will share this before we, we jump into our NHL uh, segment of the podcast. Um, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has chimed in on this. Why? The USDA defines a sandwich as a meat or poultry between or uh, poultry filling between two slices of bread, a bun, or a biscuit. By that definition, a hot dog is a sandwich. Now, 
I'm not going to let the USDA tell me what to classify things as. It is still a hot dog to me. It is not a sandwich, but by that definition, Lou is correct. (laughs) Jacob, let's just let him have this one. Let's just let him have this one. (laughs) All right. Uh, Unless you, you have a rebuttal, Jacob. This is a hockey podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You've never eaten a hot dog at a, at a hockey game. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. I usually go with nachos. That, that's my go-to hockey. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like burger and nachos. Okay. Know. Unfortunately, I don't get food at Roger's Place because it is so, so, so absurdly expensive just for right. like the basics. At yeah. Roger's pl- or at uh, Rexall Place, like the old stadium uh, in Edmonton, I would always get food there. I'd get nachos. I'd get Whatever. I, I get the whole shebang. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay. I gotta right. bust out I gotta bust out the dancing hot dogs later tonight. You do, you do. Yeah. In celebration of the yeah. fact that that you have by the USDA's definition been correct. All right, let's get to the NHL news. Uh, we are about, we're a little over two weeks as we record this on Thursday, uh, March 10th. A little more than uh t- um no, a little more than one week, sorry, uh, from the trade deadline. Uh, I'm getting my weeks it's just blending together. Uh, a little more than one week from the trade deadline for the NHL, uh, which you know begs the question to me, uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of action uh, as far as trades go in the NHL. I feel like in this next week, we are going to see them ramp up significantly, especially for teams who are looking to solidify. And in my opinion, th- this could be, and um, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this too. This could be one of the most, uh, you know, uh, dynamic trades of, you know, that we've seen in a while because we have so many teams that are so good at the top who are going to want to, you know, try and pack themselves with as much talent as possible that the, the salary cap will allow. And uh, we have so many teams who are, you know, separated by so many games, so many points who are looking to sell off and build for the future, I think we could see some really, really big, like very active trades. Um, Jacob, I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, what is your expectation for this? Is it going to be a, a ho-hum trade deadline or are we going to see possibly some big names? I think we'll see a big, big, big trade or two. But I think outside of that, I think it'll be quite silent. Um, I don't think there will be, in terms of volume, um, I don't think there will be many trades, but I think there's going to be one or two big, big trades, like franchise-altering trades. Although I can't I can't imagine much past that. Lou, your thoughts. Is this going to be a, you know, typical, you know, average trade deadline, or are we going to see quite a bit of action? Um. Jacob has me rethinking. Um, I, I I see teams selling. Uh, the Islanders are now rumored to be given up on the season and will be uh, selling um, next week. Um, boy, now all of a sudden you've got – I'm going to agree with Jacob about the two big ones, about two big – uh, trades. So I think it's the, the, I think the two big trades that Jacob is referring to, we can go into this maybe 
are the sellers making the uh, franchise altering trades. Um, but um, I think underneath there'll be some percolating of um, teams looking to shore up some weaknesses. Um, uh, the Rangers could still use a right wing. They've put Alexi Lafreniere uh, on the right wing. He has thrived um, in that in that position. It's his off wing, um, but they could still use a right wing. And but who do they give up? Um, you know, the stories going around are that no one wants to tinker with the chemistry on that team right now. But I think what they do need, uh, they lost the other night. Uh, Alexander Georgiev, uh, the number two goalie, just yacked up that loss. And a lot of it is because he's not used as much. But you need a goalie who's not used much, comes in and stands stands tall. So, you know, it's that kind of trade, I think, that we're going to wind up seeing. Nothing major, but percolating. All right. What about I, you? What about I, you? I think it's going to be very active. I think we're going to see not only big names being thrown around, but I think we're going to see like a good volume of trades because you have so many teams who are up towards that top spot in the, in the standings that, you know, they're going to want to separate themselves coming closer and closer to playoffs and, you know, shoring themselves up and getting ready to compete in the playoffs. Cause I mean, if, if you look up and down the standings right now, especially like in the, in the Eastern conference, the lower seeds are really good teams. Like they can easily take out a number one seed. Like this is, this is going to be an extremely exciting postseason. And I, I think the trade deadline, we're going to see a lot of buyers from those teams being like, we need that piece. We need that piece. And the sellers just, just being like, yes, we need to get rid of it. Here you go. So you mean like six, seven, and eight could take out one, two, or three. Yeah. Of the top eight. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. <clears throat> so they're the, it's the six, seven, eight. They're going to be trying to build, build a roster. Okay. Now I got you. I, I think even the, the, even the top four or sure. sorry, could, could even be like, Hey, we need to protect ourselves because we know those teams have the capability to knock us out. We need to sure ourselves up. Right. The interesting th- thing though, too, is, and, and Jacob, um, it's the same thing for you out there in the West. Um, it's the bottom eight in each conference that are just so far back that your your top eight are almost all set by now, right? Um, in the East, a hundred percent. There is a ten point gap between Washington and Columbus, but in the West, there's a bit more. There's a bit more of a fight that's starting to develop. However, it's going to be very hard for teams like Winnipeg, Anaheim. Um, Vancouver, Edmonton to like to catch up and get back in it realistically because they need to play consistently good hockey to become in the playoffs. And even that, even if they squeak in, they're playing against a one or two seed. I wouldn't want to play against Colorado or Calgary no. right now. Um, no. They're really good. Oh. And if you're playing against them. Okay, so... So, so Jacob, this is why I this is why I sort of went to you instead of going back to Richard, but because it's Richard's question about the the selling and buying. So, um, you're you and I have a have a um, um, a gentleman's argument over this on an annual basis. 
is Edmonton a seller or buyer? To, to go to um, Richard's question. I think Edmonton has to be a buyer here, but it's going to be a very conservative buyer. I Almost to the point where I think they're going to be so conservative, they're not going to make a move. Because mm. any move that could be made is going to require some degree of risk. Yeah. And I don't think Ken Holland will take that risk, unfortunately. Well, is Evander Kane an asset to let go? I think he's an asset you have to keep for now. Okay. Especially yeah. now uh, because currently um, uh, Pooley Arby is injured. So he's the only person on that lineup that can fill Pooley Arby's role as a power forward. So, okay. Yeah. And I mean, when I was kind of forming this question, I had it more specifically in mind for the Eastern conference, because I know that one is, you know, you have much more separation between your playoff teams and your non-playoff teams. We, as we've been talking about since like the beginning of the year, that, that conference is set. You're going to have, you know, seating, changes a little bit but those top eight set they're in um there, there's no chance you know detroit's going to catch anybody right now there's no chance that you know uh, anybody outside that top eight is, is catching anybody realistically mathematically it's possible but realistically not west is, is a little bit more fluid and i i do agree with jacob we're going to see a little bit more restriction like uh, restrictive moves when it comes to the gm's you know, wanting to make that that big trade, wanting to to bring in that new talent to shore up their teams for a postseason push. Um, you know, you got the 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 top teams in the West who are doing fantastic right now without any additional help. Could they use some? Yeah, absolutely. Who couldn't? Um, but I don't think they're going to be going out to try and find it as hard as teams in the East because it is so close. And knowing that the, the bottom, the bottom teams of that playoff eight are going to be able to knock out those top teams, you know, you're going to want to, you know, push and, and secure your team a little bit better. At least it is my thinking as far as the, the trade deadline coming up. Um, another thing I kind of want to talk about, um, I want to talk about uh, a team that. We kind of uh, dog on a little bit here on the podcast, uh, a team out in the desert, the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I, I got a message for them. Guys, stay in your lane. You, you don't need to be winning this many games. They are, they're on a three game winning streak, which, you know, if it was anybody else, we wouldn't really wouldn't be mentioning it, but the Arizona Coyotes on a three game winning streak, uh, obviously not enough to make them any sort of contender because they are still at the very bottom of the standings. Uh, but just out of nowhere, they decide to win three. I think one of them even came against Colorado. Um, I just did not see that coming. Uh, obviously neither did, uh, did the abs. Um, <laughs> It's just well, they're they're playing for the trade. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, this is let's face it. I mean, um, players play really well at the end of the season for one of two reasons. Um, 
um, to be traded out of whatever situation they're in or uh, playing for the next, for the next contract. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let's not forget Patrick Liney from a couple of years ago um, disappeared for how many, you know, a couple of seasons and in the final season of, of his contract, the first half of the season was awful. And then it was, Oh, wait a minute. I have to, I've got a contract renewal coming up. It was lights out in the second half of the season. Um, But I think Winnipeg saw through that and traded him off to Columbus. And the other one was Pierre-Luc Dubois, who went the other way. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, I will, I will defend line to, to a degree. I I feel like a lot of that is overblown. A lot of his struggles were overblown, especially on the Jets. Just because he was like the only piece on the Jets that was either hot or cold. And it felt like it was seasons, but it was, it was really only weeks that he was just going on cold streaks. And then he would have a few weeks of a hot streak and that would completely erase all the potential cold streak. Like his stats look actually fairly consistent for his career. It's just. He, it's in bursts. It's not. Consistent. It's always in bursts. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I just found that. A little humorous as I was looking through the stands. Like, when you know, did Arizona start that that win yeah. streak? As of recording, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes are playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs and are up two to nothing. <laughs> so, and, when's the meteor going to hit? And they're and they're on a power play right now. And it's fourteen minutes left in the first. What happened? <laughs> well. Uh, we could talk about this um, next if you want. That's, that's a nice segue. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're looking to have some goaltending is- issues. Campbell's out for a couple of weeks due to a rib injury. Uh, Mrazek hasn't been playing great as of uh, this entire season. I believe he's got like a, an 89 save percentage. Um, his, uh, his goals against average is above three. Um, and then the backup behind him, uh, who is it? Uh, Eric Calgren. Um, he's never played an NHL game. So that's, that's what they have right now. I'm, I'm sure Morazic's in the pipes. I, I would hope uh, if, if they're looking to try and win this game, but um, you know, it, it, I don't know, maybe we'll check the box score in just a second, see who's actually in the net for the, for the Leafs. But yeah, um, I, I think, the Leafs, as we may have alluded to at the beginning of this, when we were talking about players in the AHL who could be moving, I, I honestly think the Leafs could be buyers, but they need to find the the capital to be able to do it. Or, you know, if it's going to be a player for player, um, because if I recall correctly, they don't have a whole lot of cap space, but that could be outdated information on my part. Oh, they've got uh, no, that they, they their current cap space, they have about $3 million. Okay, so they could pick up a piece. Jake Weston's on LTIR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I got a question. Sure. So I'm, I'll put it to you first, Richard. Okay. Um, what big name, what's the biggest name that will be moved? Who will be moved? <sighs> um, I mean, w- biggest name that we've talked about, I want to say... Just- yeah, I, I know Mark Andre Fleury's been been thrown out there. He wants to play another year. I don't know if it, he wants to play with Chicago because I think he wants to be a contender for one more year. That that would be the whole reason to come back. 
mm-hmm. for one more season. Um, he could potentially find himself on a contender this year if Chicago is willing to trade. Um, and you could get him for a decent price. Um, other names I've heard, P.K. Subban from the Devils. I mean, he could potentially go to somebody who is in contention right now. He could be an asset. Um, th- those are the two big names that I've seen thrown around that I, I think. Um, oh, and uh, Claude Giroux. That's yeah. He was mine. Yeah. What so, about you, uh, Jacob? I, I do want to mention uh, a few things um, before I say my name. Who mm-hmm. I think is going um, with PK Subban and Mark Andre Fleury? It'll be very, it'll be mildly difficult to move them because at most um, you can only take fifty percent or mm-hmm. retain fifty percent of their salary. Um, it's already been noted um, publicly that P, uh, the New Jersey Devils aren't going to extend PK, mm-hmm. um, but even if you trade him this season, do you want him on your team? Like, does he go to a contender? I don't think so. He has been, since he landed in New Jersey, he's been abysmal, unfortunately. And it mm. pains me to say that because PK is one of my favorite players. I, I don't know if we can, uh, I mean, just given how well we know he can play and given the history he's had in the league, I don't know if we can pin the last two or three seasons necessarily on PK. Look, the New Jersey Devils team, you know, over the past years has just been horrible. Like there's been not a whole lot of support given um, to that team. I mean, they've gotten a couple of high draft picks and we know why, because they've been so bad in the regular season. I don't know if it's the coaching or, or what's going on in New Jersey, but, but that organization's not really going anywhere soon. I thought they would be a, a surprise to me as far as an improvement right now. They seem to be kind of lateral to, but that that's just my take. Yeah. See my, my, my choice was, was Drew, but he's, he's not going to be the only one. I think the flyers are, are, are looking to sell across the, I don't think anyone is safe really in Philadelphia and, and one place where they need absolute help is in the net. Uh, Carter Hart is, is not the answer. I don't think he's a number one. He's a great number two, um, but he is not a number one goaltender and, and the flyers have suffered for years now uh, with, with mediocre goaltending. And, and for some reason, they keep making the wrong choice. Martin Jones. No. Yes. Martin Jones yeah. is, is his number is the number two. Um, I don't understand why Martin Jones is not the number one goaltender in Philadelphia. Um, so Giroux was my first, but it's going to have to be a package deal because um, he's seven weeks and done before moving on. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, one name we can take off a uh, potential trade, um, mm-hmm. unless they just wanted to sign him and then lose a bunch of money. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen just signed a five-year, $5.1 million extension. So I think he's staying put. I don't think he has to worry about being moved to another organization. Again, unless Philadelphia just felt like throwing away some money but I don't think anybody's going to pick that up. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what about any other uh, big sellers, Lou? Uh, what other teams do you think have assets 
that not only should be moved, but could easily be moved during the trade deadline. Islanders, we mentioned them at the start of this uh, segment. I think the Islanders are ready to sell. I think um, you're starting, you're going to have to start to look at the Sharks uh, out West to start moving. They are rapidly fading. I think the other team that is, mm, uh, you you said seller. Um, I, I think two other teams in the West, Vegas and uh, the Wild. I think those two teams have to do something. Um, uh, Vegas is 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 just not playing well, uh, and Minnesota has. I called it last. You know, the last time we 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 talked uh, that I I thought they were going to start to spiral, and then they go in and you know embarrass the Rangers. <laughs> it's just well, they embarrassed Georgiev, which was just awful. But um, three breakaway goals <laughs> after the Rangers came back and tied it. Um, but I think the Wild have to do something because otherwise, they before that they had lost six of seven, uh, six of eight, something like that. And actually, Lou, I, I don't think we got your top names. I, my name was Drew. Drew. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I didn't yeah. give mine actually. You so, oh, Jacob. Yeah. Yes. Whoops. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you withheld that information. We need Sorry. to know. Yeah. I, the listeners need to know. <laughs> I think if, I think two players are going to go. I think Patrick Laine. I think there's enough demand for him. I think he goes to a team like Edmonton or Nashville. Maybe Minnesota would uh, make good use of him. Hell, even L.A. Or Travis Sandheim. Hmm. Okay. Because I think um, I think Philly can get a lot for Sandheim. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, desire for a good left defenseman, and Sandheim is a pretty solid top four left defenseman who's 25 years years old. Like you can't say no to that. That's that's great. If you're a GM, I'm if I'm a GM, I wouldn't mind giving like a first and a third for him. Hmm. All right, um, one name I've kind of been surprised uh, that's been popping up for possible trade. And we'll get your guys' reaction to this uh, before we move on here. Um, The Seattle Kraken and Mark Giordano. This was one of their big picks in the expansion draft. I I felt like this was the the name that they were going to hang their hat on and be like, you're our franchise player. And now he's being talked about as far as potential trade bait, like they're going to make a big move with that. Like, I, I don't know. To, to me, that that's almost insulting. <laughs> Jacob, uh, like you, you've heard the talks about possibly getting rid of Giordano. What, what are your thoughts about Seattle, Seattle possibly making that move? If I'm Giordano, I'd be happy. I wouldn't be insulted because this season has been brutal for, for Seattle just across the board he's the only person who's been playing top minutes (laughs) (laughs) and he's the oldest person on the team by a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I would honestly really want to get out of that team uh, because this is uh, one of his final years in the NHL. He's not going to be in the league for more than three years. He probably wants to contend. And if he looks at Calgary, 
how they're doing after the second he leaves after <laughs> being just completely abused by him. I'd be upset, but I think he, he would probably be happy in hindsight. I'm sure it's upsetting now, but I think if he goes, it'll be good. But I don't know if that's a guarantee because his cap hit is on a, the high side. And I mm-hmm. can imagine Seattle asking for a lot in order to take him or for him. I mean, yeah. Almost, yeah, it'd be almost a uh, three and a half million uh, million hit if they were to retain fifty percent. Yeah, and I close to that. And I can imagine that they'll charge extra for that because this is keep in mind they have this was the reason why nobody um, did any pre draft pre expansion draft trades with them because they were asking for way too much. They were asking for a king's ransom for not really much. And at the end of the day, Mark Giordano has played poorly. Maybe because of his fault, I would dis- potentially disagree. But he's still playing poorly. And yeah. his stats look bad. And if you're a GM, you're not taking a chance on him of a, for a 38-year-old player, 38 year old player and not having any sorts of guarantees. And if you're, ask- if you're going to be asked to give away a first-round pick or something, you're not doing that. No, you'd be run out of town. Oh yeah, uh, Lou. Yeah, do you think he's he's going elsewhere? Do you think there's going to be a trade with his name attached? And if so, who could possibly use him? Team we haven't mentioned, Nashville. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see that as a trade. Nashville's probably got enough to give up. Um, out of uh, Milwaukee. No, yes, out yep. of Milwaukee of the AHL, the Admirals. Um, um, this is this is about futures. So here's the here's the difference. Seattle is not looking for today. They're looking for the future. Giordano is is probably got three years left. Um, so there's enough uh, talent in reserve. Is enough. Well, mixing metaphors enough gas in the tank uh, <laughs> to get them through this season and you know potentially one or two more after this so um i see a team like nashville needing uh that kind of uh veteran leadership okay i i actually really think that's a good idea of uh, that would make a lot of sense okay i i agree i i think that would be a, a good fit so yeah, as we get closer to the trade deadline, it'll be interesting to see where these big names are going. Um, yeah. uh, b- before we uh, f- uh, finish off, and I, I do have one more thing before we get to our picks, um, mm. but before we get to that, um, Lou, mm. I want to get your biggest buyer and your biggest seller for the trade deadline. Biggest buyer is going to be... Um, geez, it's going to be the out in the West and it will be, uh, Vegas. Biggest buyer. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll offload some of the, um, heavy, um, heavy salary in the okay. exchange. Yeah. Uh, biggest oh, so seller. the biggest seller, uh, New York Islanders. 
Uh, no, no, back that up. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers in the East. They, they're the ones because they're they're just not they're not going anywhere, and and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay, so that's mine, Jacob. Biggest seller, I would agree with Lou, but I'll give my second biggest seller. I think will be Columbus. I think okay. they have enough assets, Ooh. and I think they know that it's not going to work. So, and they're not going. I don't think realistically um, they can look mm. at this team and say, down the road, next season, we'll be in the same spot. We'll be outside looking it, mm. just by hair. We're not going to get a good draft pick. We're not going to get uh, like a top five draft pick. So how do we make this work? And I think they um, shed a few players because they have players that are quite good that could be very valuable. So I think maybe Columbus makes a move, but obviously Philly is the biggest one. And the biggest buyer, I'm going to say Minnesota. Because I think they need to, they're they're terrified. Because this is, next year, they're going to have no cap space. Yeah. At yeah. all. Because <clears throat> the weird jank, whatever, with the buyout with Zane Suter is going to come on the books and double. So and go up to six million. So they need to either win now or they're done. Okay, Richard. Um, I, I'm going to agree with you two guys. Uh, I think Philly is going to be the biggest seller. Um, but I will, as well as Jacob did, give my uh, my second choice for biggest seller, uh, the New Jersey Devils. I think they have some pretty big names that they can offload and start to build for the future. Um, as far as my biggest buyer, Lou had just mentioned them a little while ago. I think the Nashville Predators are going to be the biggest buyer because they have the they have a lot of cap space right now and they can take on big contracts, which I think is going to be a big asset coming down to the wire without having to move a whole lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um I think Nashville is going to be at least my pick for the, the biggest buyer of the uh, trade deadline. Uh, one other thing to talk about um, before we get to our picks of the week, uh, Penguins, uh, Jared McCann just signed a five-year extension. Doesn't play for the Penguins anymore. Oh, he doesn't? He plays for the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> yes, he does. You're right. I even <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, man. Uh, where Where is my head today? Uh, the Seattle Kraken, Jared McCann, just signed a five-year extension. So we know he is not going to be on the trading block unless, just like Philadelphia, Seattle wants to throw away some money into locking up a player they're about to trade. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that that's that's one asset they're going to keep for a while, at least that, that we know of. Um, but, yeah. I wonder about that. He's their best player by far this season. Yeah, but it's also an attractive salary. It's five million. That seems to be that that's that Goldilocks zone that teams would be willing to take. Yeah, you got him locked up, so he's not a rental. Yeah. So now you've got an now you've got interest from teams that say, well, another five years at five million. He's already locked in. And we get him out of Seattle. Yeah, I think that's I'm maybe just an off-season move. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not something yeah. that they do uh, this right. trade deadline. But it doesn't take him off the table. 
Yes. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe they are playing that for, you know, coming up to the draft that maybe they might be able to. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, sure. That's more that's more likely. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. um, hey, you play well, you get yourself a, a decent contract extension. Um, yeah. Five years, five million. That, that's a I'd take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All Everyone right. Seven, nine million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's head over to our PHN picks of the week brought to you by bet 99. Jacob, let's give a little recap. And by that mean, let's talk about how well you and I did. Yes. So we, Richard, we did fantastic. And Lou had a Richard week. Not quite. He was 500. Well, Fair, sorry. A good Richard week. Um, Lou went three and three. (laughs) Where Richard and I went five and one. So, now it makes it so Lou and I are tied again (laughs) at 34 and 20 on the year. And Richard, you're approaching 500 again. Hopefully you'll have another good week. I can crack it. I can do it. Five and one. Nice going, guys. Thank you. So, first game. A really good game. I'm looking forward to this. St. Louis at Nashville. Lou, I'm going to start with you this time. Nashville, because St. Louis has lost four straight. Uh, They've got the Rangers tonight. I imagine Shesterkin will be in net. Um, There's no, I I am not predicting that game, but it's going to be a tough game for them. They are not playing well right now. Uh, Jordan Bennington is not playing well in goal. Um, So um, Nashville. Richard? I'm taking Nashville as well. Um, St. Louis, you're right. They're, they're good, but not as good on the road. It uh, looks like, uh, you know, Nashville's home record is a little bit better. So I'm going to go with the home team on that. I'm going to pick St. Louis. I, I really like, I have a soft spot for the Blues. I think they're a criminally under underrated team every time. And mm-hmm. while, yes, I, I agree, Bennington is sometimes up and down. But uh, Huso has been playing quite good. Mm. Really, Huso has been great. So I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to St. Louis. Next game, a close one between two rivals competing for the opportunity to pick for Shane Wright, the Seattle Kraken at the Montreal Canadiens. <sighs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I was going to look at their home and road records here. Let's see. Seattle, 7-20-2 on the road. And uh, Montreal, oh, uh, a little bit better, 8-17-1 at home. Got to go with the home team. Let's go, Montreal. I can't <laughs> believe I just said those words. <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle. Okay. Trying to distance himself. No, no particular reason. Just Seattle. Well, Martin St. Louis is still the best coach to ever live. (laughs) So I'm picking Montreal. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There's a hot take right there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next game, Chicago Blackhawks. I almost said the Chicago Wolves (laughs) versus the Ottawa Senators. Lou, who do you have? Wow, you just don't like us this week, do you? I don't know why I'm really spiteful. 
today. Yeah, yeah. I, I just woke you're, you're up. You're up 5-1. You're, well, <laughs> you're even with me on six games a week. And uh, Okay. Ottawa and Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Um, I'm going to take Chicago. Patrick Kane picked up six points the other night. Um, uh, career best. So, yeah, I'll take Chicago. Richard? I'm going to go with Ottawa. I'm going to break the Minnick rule, and I'm going to pick Ottawa. <laughs> I picked Ottawa last time, and they disappointed me in overtime, though. <laughs> Jacob? You know, if Matt Murray wasn't dead again, I would pick Ottawa if Matt Murray was starting. But yeah. he is not, so I, I have to go to Chicago. Just because I think Patrick Kane and Mark Andre Fleury will just win that game. Um, so yeah. Next game, I had debated putting the New Jersey Devils uh, versus the Anaheim Ducks, but I put Arizona at Boston specifically so I could pick Arizona. So I'm going to put that down. Richard, who do you think is going to win this game? Do I have to answer that? Arizona. Okay. Lou, who do you have? <laughs> I'm going to take Boston as well. Okay. You really are taking Boston, Richard, right? Oh, oh yeah. No, okay. I, I'm... I, I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just make it, I'm just, you know... Your yeah. winning streak yeah. ends Jacob, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob would, you know, would take you literally and put uh, Arizona down just to spite you. I know he would. <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching the spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah, I changed it back. Don't worry. I got okay. it. <laughs> Next, um, we're going to have the New York Rangers at the Dallas Stars. These teams are surprisingly close in the standings. This could be a pretty good game. Yeah. So, Richard, who do you got here? Oh, let's see. Uh, wow. I, I want to pick the Rangers. I mean... Dallas is really good at home, uh, 27 and one. Uh, but the Rangers are also pretty darn good on the road too. Um, coin flip. I'm going Dallas. Okay. Blue. Um, well, you know who I'm going to take. Fair um, enough. um, and they're, they're playing against the future, uh, Ranger, uh, Joe Pavelski. <laughs> I think he's who they pick up. I think Dallas gives it up. Dallas, yeah. Dallas is in a playoff spot. So they could get better. Rangers of the Rangers farm, farm system, uh, uh, AHL is stacked. Fair. I, I think if, you know, the stars are, are in a playoff spot, but they kind of know their place. If they get into the playoffs, they got, they got major hurdles to try and overcome with uh, Calgary or you know, Colorado to play in the yeah, first round. But I don't think the solution is to trade your leading score. <laughs> I, just, I just think they're going to come to terms that they're not going anywhere this year. They're not going to oh, win the cup for this sure. year. That they're going to build for the next year. I mean, is Joe Pavelski's uh, contract still expiring or? It is. Yes, it is. So maybe there might be some smoke there, but. I'm picking New York. I just Derek and has won me, won my heart. He is a fantastic goaltender. Yeah. 
Just and I've really watched, enjoyed watching him play. Lights, you know, we've got uh, uh, um, Derek Nunn uh, out of uh, UK has followed Shesterk, and he's a huge Ranger fan. Um, uh, Alex Nunn, excuse me. Um, and he has followed Shesterk since his years in the KHL. Um, and uh, he, he was he was singing this this kid's praises right out of the KHL. He drops into the AHL and is just unbeatable in the AHL. It was just a bad team in front of him, typically. And now it's just he's I, I, a young goalie like this. I've, it's it's rare to see them read the the ice as well as this guy. Yeah, for sure. So I have a bonus pick because we've been starting to shift and uh, the Premier Ice Hockey, Fed- Hockey Federation has finished their season and there aren't any games listed in the near future. Mm-hmm. That I well, could find. Th- they have the Isabel Cup playoffs coming up. That's why. That's why it wasn't listed on their site. Okay. No. <laughs> um, so for our bonus pick, who, what player is gone? What current NHL player is gone after the trade deadline? Who's finding a new home? Yes. Hmm. Oh, do we have choices or? Yeah, no, just yeah. pick anything, any player you want. Drew. Uh, Drew? Okay. Yeah. How do you I score this? It, it, it's, it's not. One point, the... it's a, if you uh, get, get it right, it's a yeah, it's a win. Oh, okay, gotcha. If yeah. you get it wrong, okay. it's a loss. Like, okay. It's, it's not a sexy pick, but. Flurry, he, he's going to have a new home. Uh, I don't know who I want to pick here, but I have this feeling it's Gorgiev. Mm, so do I. I think he goes before Flurry. For yeah. sure. I think that might start the carousel. But I also, I want to say Mike Smith as well. I think wow. Mike Smith. He's been playing pretty poorly. But is Miko Miko a good stand-in for him as number one? I mean, if Miko Koskins are starting goaltending, goaltender, you have problems. But he's been a hell of a lot better than Mike Smith. So So does Edmonton trade goalie for goalie or get get rid of Mike Smith and then make a second trade for another goalie? Probably. That wouldn't surprise me. Wow. I, I'm sure they're looking for a goalie right now, but I still I don't think that solves their problem. I think their problem is in defense and just their um, middle six. I think their middle six just needs a better two way forward. Yeah, uh, or two or three or just <laughs> right. Their their problem or their problem is two names. Dreisaitl and McDavid, not because they're bad players, but because they are their only players. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so you, you're, you're picking Mike Smith. I don't want got- to, but I'm, I'm picking Gorgiev because oh. I only have one. I'm picking Gorgiev because I'm much more confident in that than Mike Smith. Hmm. Mike Smith's more of a, I think if, if I were to think logically, However, the water in Edmonton is uh, is a bit weird, we'll say. <laughs> wow. 
Okay. I never would have thought you'd pick Mike Smith. That was not even close to my brainstem. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's it for the picks of the week. If you... Richard, please finish. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pick up the slack here. If you would uh, like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at PHN Podcast. Use the hashtag PHN Picks to make your picks. See how well you stack up against Jacob and I at our five and one, and maybe Lou at his three and three. All right, fellas. That yeah, yeah, I went wow. there. Wow, um, <laughs> this, this snarkiness is contagious. You guys get you guys get really uppity with the five and one records. Let's see how you keep it going. <laughs> yeah, we probably won't. Uh, all right, I picked Arizona. I I know where I stand. Uh, all right, <laughs> that takes us to our closing thoughts, Jacob. Uh, I don't have any thoughts right now. Sometimes that's a good good thing. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Makes for great podcasting. (laughs) What's on your mind this week? Um, So I guess um, the nicer weather is kicking in here. Um, We are down to less than 300 new cases of COVID in New Mexico and um, music opportunities are opening up and my band is playing every other Sunday and we're having a great time. So that's what's on my mind. Good vibes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We got our little rock opera going and the rock opera. Let me, I I didn't think about this. Our rock opera is called the tears of Pagliacci. Oh, something I came up with (laughs) And and I have a song that I wrote. Well, we'll have to uh, find a way to get that into the podcast somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, My parting thoughts. Um, Earlier this week, I came across a little stat because by points percentage, and I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, the Vegas Golden Knights were out of a playoff position. And it was the first time in their storied franchise history that they were not in a playoff spot. The story it, it was it, it yeah they 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 must have hit the panic button because they are now back into a playoff spot they are in that number three spot in the in the pacific Whew, they might be able to take their foot off the accelerator now no all hail no. jack eichel <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know on, oddly enough he is making his first return to buffalo as we record this episode i thought about putting that in but I didn't want uh, Lou's head to explode. So um, I'm thinking oh, of hey, you, Hey, look, Lou. they're already losing. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, all right. <laughs> For Jacob Doherty and Lou Lafredo, I am Richard Cote, and I will see everybody next week.